Welcome to the Kerwin Baptist Church broadcast today. Our desire is for the Word of God to be spread throughout the world so that all may know Christ. Join us now for a portion of one of our services here at Kerwin Baptist Church, located in Kernersville, North Carolina. John chapter 6, verse 30. They said therefore unto him, What sign showest thou then that we may see and believe thee? What dost thou work? Our fathers did eat manna in the desert. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. Then said they unto him, Lord, evermore give us this bread. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. Now look down at verse 47 in this chapter, and just need to leave your Bible open to this chapter, because um, after Jesus makes these statements, the more specifically, you know, here's just a crowd that followed Jesus, which would have been kind of composed of not just Jews, but Gentiles and others. But now, the specifically, when Jesus said, I am the bread of heaven, now the, specifically the Jews in this crowd began to murmur, the Bible said, and so Jesus dealt with this again a little bit later in the chapter to kind of make sure we understand. Look at verse 47. Verily, verily, I say unto you, Jesus saying, He that believeth on me hath everlasting life. I am that bread of life. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven that a man may eat thereof and not die. Verse 51. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. I am the bread of life. I believe in this passage there are two different categories that Jesus uses. Now we could even with subcategories divide it up even more. But I want to look at just kind of two major things that Jesus said and what each of these mean according to this passage and, and verses in this passage for us to understand what it was that Jesus was the bread of life. The first thing he deals with is that he calls himself the true bread. And the second thing that he deals with is the fact that he calls himself living bread. We're going to look at those two things this morning. Lord, I love you. Pray that you'd bless and work. And uh, thank you for our folks being faithful to come. Bless many of our folks at home. Uh, Lord, many dealing with things. Many, obviously, Lord, um, feeling at risk to be here. And so, Lord, I pray you'd help them to know we love them and that uh, we appreciate them. We miss them. And, Lord, I pray that you'd bless if they're watching that somehow, uh, Lord, through modern technology, they could be impacted this morning through this passage and through your word, because you are the bread of life. And Lord, I pray that you'd bless, help me to rightfully divide and clearly divide your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Number one, I want you to notice, and of course, Jesus says here, look at verse 32. Jesus said that Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. And he gets a little more specific in verse 33, verse 33. For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven. True bread. Let me say this. For there to be true bread, then there must be also false bread. You say, what do you mean false bread? If I brought a loaf of bread with me here this morning... You say, well, that's, is that false bread? I mean, it's, bre yeah, it's bread, but we're, we're talking eternity's sake. There is true bread and there's false bread. 
And so for Jesus to say specifically that he was the true bread, it meant that there were others who might be in danger of trusting false bread for life. Um, he explains their mistake here with bringing up typical manna. Now notice if you would, of course, they bring up here in the beginning of where we just read, that Moses, obviously, and, and just look at it if you would, um, if you'll notice um, verse uh, 28, 29, all through there, that Moses, he did this, and, and Moses gave manna from the wilderness and all those different things. So Jesus um, clarifies this. He says, first, it was true that their fathers did eat manna in the desert. Now, Christ had fed 5,000 men with five loaves and two fish. And he had given them as a sign that he was the Messiah, the Son of God. But they did not understand that, and they undervalued that because of the miracles that they claimed Moses did in the wilderness. So if we're going to believe on you, Jesus, we don't see where this sign, although it was great, we don't see that this really compares to the sign of Moses. And if Moses was not the Messiah and he did all this, why should we believe that you're the Messiah, although you did some great things, but it doesn't in our minds compare to what Moses did with the children of Israel in the wilderness. So, and let me give you their justification for that. And I mentioned this last week, but I want you to notice first, they saw this, that Christ had fed thousands but that Moses fed hundreds of thousands, which is how many children of Israel there was going through the wilderness and through um, Egypt, out of Egypt and into the desert, all those things, all right? Christ fed them once. He, you know, they all gathered on the hillside and, and got that small lunch from this little boy and the five loaves and the two fish and all that. And he had fed them once, had a miraculous meal, but they felt Moses fed his followers 40 years three meals a day. And so that would be a greater miracle. Here's one meal for 5,000 where Moses fed endless meals for 40 years, three meals a day for hundreds of thousands of people. They saw it this way, that Christ fed these people with bread from the earth. This bread that this little boy had brought had grown in the earth and the fish had been swimming in the water on the earth. But Moses had fed his people with manna that was from heaven. So that was greater than Jesus' miracle they felt. Now do you understand with me explaining that in those terms and with their knowledge in those days why they would think that? To them it would be a logical question. So I want you to notice first as Jesus kind of explains this as he responds to this. What does it mean that he said he was the true bread? He was the bread of life. He was the true bread. Number one, I want you to see this, and these will be on your screens here. Number one is this. True bread came from God the Father, not Moses the servant. True bread came from God the Father, not Moses the servant. Look at verse 32. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. You see, and understand with me this morning, it was not Moses that gave it to them. Do you all understand that? Moses was but the instrument. Moses could not take credit for manna 
any more than I could take credit for what I'm preaching. Now, if I created what I'm preaching, it's only going to last you long enough for one meal. God's just going to have to bring down manna again a little bit later and then a little bit later. But if it's from God and from God's Word, the things we share will stick with you the rest of your life. Not only that, so he says Moses didn't give them that bread. So you're wrong about that to say, well, Jesus did this and Moses did this. No, Moses didn't do anything. In fact, and I've looked it up, and when I realized this statement and looked it up and checked as best I could, I couldn't find it either. Do you know in all the account of the children of Israel coming out of Egypt into the wilderness, all these 40 years that they were fed, we cannot find one instance where Moses ever prayed and asked God to send manna. How could Moses be credited with giving them manna if he never even asked for it? Which, by the way, brings to my mind, I can't tell you how many things in my life God supplied that I did not even know I had need of. Didn't even know. Wow. What's interesting, if you notice verse 32, by Jesus calling God my Father. Notice that in verse 32. But my Father giveth you. In calling God his Father, Jesus proclaims himself greater than Moses. Why? Because Moses was the servant of God, but Jesus is the Son of God. I want you to look at this verse, Hebrews chapter 3. Please notice this. Verse 5, And Moses verily was faithful in all his house, and good job for that, as a servant, for a testimony of those things which were to be spoken after. But Christ as a son over his own house. (laughs) Moses didn't own the house. He was a servant in the house. Jesus is the son. He owns the house. Whose house are we? If we hold fast the confidence and rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. You see, true bread came from God the Father. Not Moses the servant. Secondly, true bread was bread from heaven. Look if you would at verse 32. The Bible says this, that Jesus said, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. For I came down from heaven. You see, manna was not given them as they imagined from Moses. And even further, may I tell you that manna, as I mentioned last week, was not given them from heaven. The Bible said it came from the clouds. And you understand that that is what we call the first heaven. And then there is the second heaven, which is our solar system and the stars and all those things. But John was lifted up to the third heaven, which is where Jesus resides. So this manna that they said was from heaven really wasn't from heaven at all. And it didn't even come from Moses. It came because God had sent it. So it means this, that there is really only one bread that actually came from heaven. And Jesus said, I came down 
from heaven. By the way, if you're saved today, can I tell you something? It wasn't because you went up. It was because he came down. He was way above us. Wow. Number three, true bread was not just from God the Father, not Moses the servant. True bread was not just bread from heaven, but notice thirdly, true bread was the bread of God. Specifically, notice verse 33. For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. Look at me, get this please. Even though they said that manna was from heaven, Jesus corrected that. But even if you saw it that way, listen to me, Jesus was not just from heaven, he was of God. Do you see the difference there? Look again, if you would, at verse 33. For the bread of God. Look at me, I want you to get this. Manna was bread from God. Jesus is the bread of God. Jesus wasn't just something that God sent. Jesus was God in the flesh. He wasn't just from God, he was of God. Boy, I love this. Manna was from God. Jesus is God. Moses was the servant of God. Jesus was the son of God. Jesus is divine bread. He is of God. In fact, if you go in the Old Testament, the Levitical sacrifices, many of you are familiar with that, are called, all the Levitical sacrifices that priests would do, they're called the bread of God. And do you know that in the New Testament, Jesus was the ultimate sacrifice, the final sacrifice, the sacrifice that would be the end of sacrificial lambs, the sacrifice that would no longer forgive sin for a season, but would forgive sin for eternity. He was the bread of God because he was God's sacrifice for sin. The bread, true bread, was the bread of God. Fourth. Now that ought to be enough right now. You can walk out of here and stick on that for a little while. But it goes on, doesn't it? That's God's word. Number four, true bread gave life, not just sustained it. True bread gave life, not just sustained it. Now look at verse 33. Jesus says this, For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven, and what? Giveth life unto the world. Verse 40, and this is the will of him that sent me that everyone which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life. Look at verse 47. And the word, verses are on the screen for you if you need it, if, if you get confused. Verse 47, Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. Verse 51, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. Say, preacher, what are you saying? Do you know that the manna that the children of Israel were fed in the wilderness, it only reserved life. It did not preserve life. You say, preacher, what do you mean? Let me put it this way. Manna replenished strength, but Jesus restored life. If manna was so great, why did it have to come three times a day for 40 years? 
because it didn't fill a permanent need. You see, the bread that Jesus offered that day to those people that sat on the hillside wasn't even the bread that he broke. He was the bread that he was offering, and it satisfies forever. It only has to be eaten once. Isn't that something? Listen to me. Manna kept the living alive for a while. But Jesus gave life to the dead. Look at me. If you got a piece of that manna and there's a person lying on the ground that had already died, you could take that manna and shove it in their mouth if you'd want to do that to a dead body. You could take that manna and shove it in his mouth, but guess what? It wouldn't do one thing. Because somebody has to already be living in order to be able to get a benefit from manna. But Jesus was bread, not that just kept alive somebody that was already alive. Jesus is bread that gives life to the dead. Do you understand? Do you know how often you and I in life put so much value in temporary manna bread? And we taste it and we're not satisfied a little while later and then we need something else and then we need something else and then we need something else. I'm going to get to it here in a minute, but especially our young people that might be here, let me tell you something. You're not going to find satisfaction in the things that you think. I know you think it right now, but it's not going to last long. And whatever you get of the world, you're going to want more of it. And you'll find out one day you just can't possibly get enough. Hmm. Last, under this true bread, I want you to notice this. True bread is for the world, not just the children of Israel. True bread is for the world, not just one segment of people. You see, this manna that Moses gave that they said was only for the life of the Israelites. They're the only ones that got the benefit of manna. Christ was given, according to verse 33, notice that, He giveth life unto the world, not just the children of Israel. He informs that He is the bread from heaven and that He came to give life to everyone. I, I find it interesting here that it doesn't say and giveth life unto the elect. It doesn't say that he giveth life unto only those that he chooses. He said the world. And by the way, now listen, you're going to have to pray for me because maybe just on, on recent days, maybe I'm just getting a little bit of a stubborn streak and say, you know what, I'm just going to tackle some things. And may I say this, I'm getting ready. I'm putting some stuff together, not that it's going to be earth-shaking and all that stuff. I'm just saying that we're going to talk about why we use the Bible we use. And in these days where you have so many questions, you know what, there's a lot of things you can just take for granted. We're at a church, this is what we do, and we're not going to change that. And you know, we're not judging anybody that doesn't whatever, but as a church, this is what we're going to do. But I want to make sure you understand why. And you know what, you and I have got to understand that, listen, Jesus didn't just die or come as the bread of life for a certain few. He came for the world. This is what Jesus says to them. He says, the bread of life 
is for you. He says later in the passage, I don't have time, your fathers are dead. Now that manna that came from Moses helped them only so much because they're dead. But I'm giving you life now. It's not available to your fathers because if it was only available to your fathers, it couldn't help you. I am the bread of life. I'm available to you now. And although your fathers were dead, even after eating the manna, if you eat my bread, which is the bread of life, you will never hunger and never thirst again. Wow. So there's false bread and there's true bread. And for Jesus to be the bread of life, he had to explain why he was the true bread. Notice, secondly, we're not far from being done. He said that he was the living bread. Notice, if you would, verse um, 35. Let me just, and these, words, these verses will be on the screens for you. I want to read them because it, you jump through the passage a little bit, but I want you to see. You need to see, all right? Verse 35, And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. He that believeth on me shall never thirst. But I said unto you that ye also have seen me and believe not. But I, um, all that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. For I came down from heaven not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is the Father's will which hath sent me, that of all which he hath given me I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. And this is the will of him that sent me, that every one which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life. And I will raise him up at the last day. Verse 47. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. I am that bread of life. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven that a man may eat thereof and not die. I am the living bread. So we've seen all the verses. What does he mean, living bread? I want you to notice first, living bread feeds the soul, not the body. Look at verse 33. It says, For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. In a little bit, I'm going to have to explain to you what this word life is. And I'm excited about that part. But this word life is not just what you consider life. It's not just, hey, I'm alive, living on earth for a little while. This word life is eternal life. You see, our bodies, the Bible says, is going to decay from dust to dust. We're going to go right back into the ground. But Jesus said, I'm offering life unto the world. Your soul can live forever. Look at verse 35. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. So what was he talking about here? Can I ask you, those of you in the building along with me that have been saved by the grace of God, would you say amen? amen. Have you eaten a meal since then? Amen. That's what Baptists do. Amen. The question is, have I stopped eating a meal since then? <laughs> Why would Jesus say, well, if you eat my bread, you'll never hunger, you'll never thirst? He obviously was not talking about our physical bodies because... Even when we're saved, we're going to be hungry again tomorrow or probably by tonight. 
and, and we're going to be thirsty. You can only live so long without food, and you can only live so long without water. He wasn't talking about physical body. He was talking about soul. You see, Christ is to the soul what bread is to the body. Do you get it now? The bread of life nourishes and supports the soul as bread does the body. You say, well, what is it? What you, so you're saying that literally we live by Jesus? Yeah. Do you know that there's the doctrines of the gospel concerning Christ and the Word of God? And, and these are some of the ones that Jesus is the mediator between us and God. How could we exist without that? The fact that not only that, that He is our peace in life. Jesus is our peace. We would have no peace without that. He is our righteousness. That means we would have no chance to have righteousness for God the Father if it wasn't for Jesus the Son. He's our Redeemer. If we hadn't been redeemed, then we would have no hope in this life. By this, the Bible says, men do live. You see, we even exist now. Our bodies could better live without food then our souls could live without Christ. By the way, Jesus was born at Bethlehem. Bethlehem is called the house of bread. Secondly, living bread feeds the soul, not the body. Number two, living bread is a person, not a product. See, verse 33, Jesus was letting them know, listen, you're, you're talking about a product that came from the clouds that only fed one meal at a time. Verse 33, For the bread of God, Jesus said, is he, is he, not it, which cometh down. Is He which cometh down from heaven. Amen. It's a person, not an it. Now, the trio, a couple trios sang. We did a fantastic job this morning. And this last one, you know, there's two ladies and then there's Nick. I wouldn't get up here and say, boy, these two ladies did such a wonderful job, and it did okay too. <laughs> I don't care what the Adams family says, it is not a name. If I'm talking about Nick, I don't, I don't say, it just got engaged. I say, he just got engaged. He's a person, not a product. Jesus said, let me tell you about true bread. It's the bread of God, and it's a he. It's a person. Notice if you would, and I love this, by the way, look at verse 35. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. I am. Look at verse 36. But I said unto you that ye also have seen me, but you don't believe. It's me. It's a person. Verse 51. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. Now keep reading this. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh. Living bread is a person, not a product. Look at me. The greatest gift that God can give us is himself. You and I don't need him to give us anything. All we need is him. Third, living bread prevents death. Living bread. Bread does not prevent death. In fact, 
Bread probably speeds it up. I don't know. <laughs> Carbs are the enemy, supposedly, whatever. <laughs> Lord knows I'm going to die fast. <laughs> Look at verse 50. It's on the screen if you need it. Jesus says that this is the bread which cometh down from heaven that a man may eat thereof and not die. Everybody always <clears throat> has this question about soul sleep and all these things. Would you look at this verse? When you have eaten of the bread of life, when you have put your faith and trust in yeah. Jesus Christ, you do not die. Right. Absent from the body, present with the Lord. Right. You see, <clears throat> manna could only delay death. Jesus, the bread of life, deletes death. Do you know that everyone that left Egypt besides Joshua and Caleb that ate that wonderful, what they called manna from heaven that Moses gave, do you know every one of them died before they entered the promised land eating manna? Thank you for listening today. We hope you received a blessing from our broadcast. The Kerwin Baptist Church is located at 4520 Old Hollow Road in Kernersville, North Carolina. You may also contact us by phone at 336-993-5192 or via the web at KerwinBaptistChurch.com. Enjoy our services live and all our media on our website and church app. Thank you for listening to the Kerwin broadcast today. God bless you.